Cyber Sermon 10, Sunday the 24th of May Being One with Christ The following are the readings which form the basis of the sermon. John 17, 1-11 and 1 Peter 4, 12-14 and 1 Peter 5, 6-11 I want to begin with a hilarious story I was reading in preparation for this sermon about a rabbi who was having trouble with his congregation. They couldn't agree on anything. The president of the congregation said, Rabbi, this can't continue. There has to be a conference and we have to settle all areas of dispute once and for all. The rabbi agreed. At the appointed time, the rabbi, the president, and ten elders met around a magnificent mahogany table in the conference room of the synagogue. One by one, the issues were dealt with, and on each issue, it became more and more apparent that the rabbi was a lonely voice in the wilderness. The president of the synagogue said, Come, rabbi, enough of this. Let's vote and allow the majority to rule. He passed out slips of paper, and each man made his mark. The votes were collected, and the president said, You may examine them, Rabbi. It is eleven to one against you. We have the majority. Offended, the rabbi rose to his feet and said, So now you think because of the vote that you're right and I'm wrong. Well, that's not so. I stand here. And he raised his arms impressively while looking heavenward and called upon the Holy One of Israel to give us a sign that I am right and you're wrong. No sooner were the words out of his mouth when there was a deafening clap of thunder and a brilliant flash of lightning that struck the mahogany table and cracked it into two. The room was filled with smoke and fumes, and the president and the elders were hurled to the floor. Surrounded by rubble, the rabbi stood erect and untouched, his eyes and smile flashing with triumphant. Slowly, the president lifted himself out of the rubble. His hair was singed, his glasses were hanging from one ear, his clothing was in disarray. Finally, he said, All right, eleven to two, but we still have a majority. Unfortunately, we all know that not everything that is done in church or in the name of the church is always done for the glory of God. We know that at times in history, the church has ignored the will of God in order to have its own way. As a consequence, there has been discord and disunity in God's church. This disunity is apparent in the numbers of denominations that we have. At first it was just like a family squabble. One group put scripture above the church structure and called for change, but they were rejected, so they protested. So then the one family became two, the Protestants and the Roman Catholics. 
But once the squabble started, it snowballed. It wasn't long before the Protestants began disagreeing and became disagreeable towards their brothers and sisters in faith. And there was disunity in the body of Christ. What came to mind whilst reading this story was how rope being a versatile product can be used in many everyday tasks and can offer tensile strength to what needs to be undertaken. This brought to mind my many years as a sea cadet stationed at then was the Chatham Naval Base in the Medway Towns. There, like many of you who have been involved in scouting for many years, it was imperative that you learnt many different rope skills and what appropriate knots we used for different tasks to offer security. Some of you may know that the Chatham Dockyard for many centuries was a place where rope was made and still today the ropery is still present there for people to view and to see how rope is made. It is the making of the rope that brings to mind today's passage from the Gospel of John. The commencement in making a formidable piece of rope starts with just fibres and the fibres are not strong enough in themselves without being intertwined with one another. It is only when these fibres are spun into twine and then those are twisted layer upon layer that the strength of the rope comes into its own right because each fibre is working together. One of the many skills that I was taught was how to splice rope and by doing so you can come to understand how the formation of the rope comes into being. The splicing of rope gave additional versatility to its tensile strength and could be used in many ways. In today's passages there are two things that immediately stand out. First, there is an emphasis on unity or oneness with one another. John emphasizes the unity shared between Jesus and God. We encounter Jesus being introduced at the beginning of John's Gospel as the Word who was with God and was God. But we find here where Jesus offers a final prayer for his disciples. The capacity of that unity is now being expanded to include Jesus' followers. Jesus mentions this unity as a visionary hope that his followers would be one, just as he is one with God. For if we read on to verse 21, this vision is re reiterated. That they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us. Therefore what Jesus is saying with his imminent departure from this world is that the continuation of his ministry and mission now starts with us. We can't wait for anyone else to start. It's not about being reactive, but proactive and stepping out in faith and taking the first steps the new normal there has to be a clear lead and to refrain from causing those things to perpetuate disunity among us 
That's what Jesus meant when he said, Let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. Unity has to start with us. And it has to begin with our personal relationship with Christ. The past few weeks in isolation, I've witnessed Charlotte knitting away, making new garments, ensuring that each stitch and measurement are accurate so that each segment, when stitched together, forms the right image. That's exactly how our relationship with Jesus should be in being one with Christ first. Our lives have to be knitted together with his life through faith. That's how it has to be in, the, in being church, a congregation that lives out its life knitted together in love through Jesus Christ. However, Jesus doesn't stop there. At the same time, there is an emphasis on the world, and the world takes up a prominent and complex place in the Gospel of John. It is the creation of God, the object of God's love and work, which is often characterized as hostile to God's work, or the realm that does not know God. Jesus prays for the world and sends the disciples into the world so that the world will no longer be separate from God. Jesus was sent to enlighten the world, to give life to the world, and to save it by inviting the world to join in the love he shares with God. It is clear that the world in the Gospel of John means more than one thing and reveals this dynamic movement within the story. The world that was positive in relation to God as God's creation has become hostile and opposed to God when it rejects Jesus. But what the Gospel does show that God works to break down the divide between God and the world as people who encounter Jesus and are invited to believe. Just imagine for a moment that as a congregation, as a denomination, and as a church in the world, what a formidable force we could exert if we all united together like the fibers of a rope and pulled together as a team. Remember, we cannot accomplish the mission of the church, Christ's mission, I must add, if we are all going in ten different directions. We all have to have a common goal and a common purpose. When we have that common purpose, that common vision, that common goal, then we can do almost anything. As Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, we read, Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. It is only when the goal and vision are God-given and God-driven that we will be able to accomplish all things. This is the point that John is making throughout the Gospel by pre presenting Jesus as the one who is one with God 
and who can do God's work of closing the distance between God and the world. The epistle of John, it takes that image a step further. We are the ones who can show what God is like. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. When we love one another, God's love is perfected. We bring God's love to its intended purpose. This is exactly the theme that is presented in Jesus' final prayer, where the disciples' connection to Jesus grants them his words and passes his mission on to them. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. The passage concludes with a sobering note. I am no longer in the world. Jesus' disciples are now in turmoil, for how do they continue Jesus' mission in the face of his death and departure? We, just like the readers of that time, are now having to deal with a very real challenge of trying to live out a mission of love for the world while feeling the loss of their leader. In some respects, we are in a similar position, grieving the loss of not being able to gather in our church. But that's not where mission happens if we solely define our mission as a building. So where does the hope come from? It comes from the final verse of this passage. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. Only when we become united with the incarnate love of God, it is then that with that connection to God, we are able to extend God's mission to the world. To help explain what is meant here, I've used this metaphor from Disney's The Lion King. Rafiki tells the adult Simba, who is grieving the death of his father, Mufasa, that he knows where his father is. He takes Simba to the pool of water and tells him to look down. Simba complains, that's not my father, that's just my reflection. No, look harder, Rafiki says. As he looks, Simba begins to recognize his father in his own reflection. You see, Rafiki hums, he lives in you. At the moment, we feel lost, aimless in our mission, driven apart as a community, maybe forgetting who we are. But we need to remember that we are still connected with God wherever we are. Remember that God lives in you. Remember that it is in living out God's love for the world that we have the oneness with God that echoes throughout Jesus' final prayer. Much soil has been toiled in preparing the soil. Now is the time in how the church cultivates that soil and planting new seeds in new ways, the new normal. That under God's love and power working within us that we might grow and bear new fruit.
with the understanding that this can only be accomplished through faith. We have to trust and depend upon God and Paul together, each fiber intertwined with Christ and to live out the love of Christ in all that we do. May God bless you all this day. Amen. Let us pray. O gracious, eternal God, we thank you for the challenges which life brings. It also brings changes which sometimes throw us into crisis. Be with us in such times in our Christian community. Like the early disciples, help us in our common life to find your guidance in our collective decisions. Help us to approach our decisions seeking your guidance through prayer. Help us to examine our own hearts for any unseemly motives. Help us to focus on the common good and not be driven by our own selfish interests. Help us to seek consensus and never be satisfied with power plays and divisiveness. Help us all to share in our mutual ministry. Lead us forward and help us to create a community where love, acceptance and mutuality are expressed where joy abounds and where results are achieved because we are all working hand in hand together. May it be said of us as it was said of old, see how those Christians love one another. We ask that you would save us from ever being a cloistered people which seeks escape from our world. Instead, open the windows of our hearts to the world and its needs. Send us forth to herald the good news of Jesus to be your servants to those in need, to visit the sick and the imprisoned, to remember the forgotten in our society and to work for justice and peace. Use our varied gifts so that as Peter suggested we all might do our fair share in this ministry. Bolster us in moments when we feel inadequate for the task ahead and give us courage. Amen.